Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of Leverage 2 Market Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Thomas Barta, who is a speaker, writer, and consultant who works with customer leaders to raise and achieve their organizational growth aspirations. He's a former McKinsey partner, has consulted and marketed for over 20 years in 14 industries and 45 countries. His clients include many of the world's most prominent companies, including over two dozen of the Fortune 500. His research-based concept of customer leadership helps senior marketers and other leaders develop a top management view of the marketplace in the organization, which enables them to shape the C-suite agenda and drive profitable growth. He joined McKinsey to help CEOs deliver profitable growth in a bigger way. He trained over 1,000 McKinsey leaders on driving change without authority. He's also the longstanding leadership dean of the CMO Fellowship Program, a joint venture between McKinsey and the Marketing Academy to prepare CMOs for a CEO role. And, And he's the author of the new book, The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader, How to Succeed by Building Customer and Company Value. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. So first of all, why did you decide to write a book about marketing leadership? <laughs> uh, the short answer is because there wasn't one. Um, the long answer is uh, I was a marketer since I was six. Uh, well, my mother told me that because I was watching the advertising while the other kids were waiting for the movie. <laughs> and I, I was a marketer. And I have to say, as a marketer, I absolutely love marketing. It's a fabulous job. But even in a consumer goods company, I was quite frustrated about the impact and the influence marketing sometimes has. And I felt, you know, I've got to join McKinsey and tell the CEOs how marketing works. I mean, I did that. I figured out that many CEOs do know how marketing works. But some people in the organization are sometimes better than marketers at actually, you know, shaping the agenda, raising their profile and also making their work important. And since I was teaching McKinsey leaders on how to drive impact without authority, I felt, what if you could bring this back to marketers? And that was my motivation. So I'm on a mission to help marketers raise their game. And I think a book was the right thing to capture all that insight and knowledge from the research. That's great. And you did a lot of research. You did three different studies, right? You studied senior marketers. You studied 360-degree leadership. And then you did some qualitative research interviews. So tell me a little bit about some of the research you did and perhaps what are the most surprising things that you learned from all this research on marketing leadership? Yeah, very happy to. So, hey, when you said, I mean, I set out like 2012 and said, I'm going to do leadership in marketing. So you've got to have something to, you know, call on. And I felt, right, there is very little research, so let's do one. And I got together with someone who does neural network modeling, so the kind of the stuff where you figure out how everything's connected. And they said, you know, if you want to do research, you need at least a thousand people in it. Okay. So there we there I went and I got uh, in the end twelve hundred and thirty two chief marketing officers and senior marketers. And indeed uh, what we did is we looked at their behavior, how they led, their marketing skills, their personality. It was really a screening of of how they're acting and their success. But we didn't just look at the marketers themselves. Um, you write uh, 
um, there was 360 degree data and INSEAD is a university in, in Paris and in Singapore. They have a huge, a massive database with these 360 degree surveys, right? Where you basically, you know, um, kind of um, evaluate uh, your, your boss or your, your colleagues and your peers. And they had over 100,000 in there and we basically use those to look at marketers from the perspective of their bosses and their peers and their their teams. So we could see how everybody thinks about marketers, what marketers thinks about the other people, but also how marketers are seen versus HR and versus finance. So it was really like a nice 360-degree view on marketing. So it's a pretty substantial study. And well, here's, you asked me about some of the surprises. Well, yes. the first surprise, uh, there are probably three or four things that stand out. The first thing is uh, marketers are doing very important work in the views of their bosses, but also they believe that and they can, it, it, they can prove it. But only 44% of marketers have a good career. And in fact, their bosses put marketers last when it comes to career success. So I think the, uh, this, the, the, the kind of um, size of the career issue, um, I think that was a surprise. Um, the second um, big surprise is that marketing skills, so the technical marketing skills, um, are actually not the drivers of success. They're relevant, they're the entry ticket, but they're actually not making a massive difference versus you know, in, uh, when someone fails or wins. They're not the key. The other big surprise is personality was not a big driver of success. So whether someone is introverted or extroverted or, you know, kind of diligent or sloppy as, a, you know, from a, just a personality perspective, and we used a very known model, um, the big five, uh, to, to test that, was not a big driver of success. But what was a big driver of success is how people actually led, how they were able to mobilize people in the organization, lead their teams, lead their boss, lead others. So in fact, if you think about it, right, um, important job, difficult careers, it's not about the technical skills, it's not about personality, it's about leadership. And because it's not about personality, you can learn those skills. That's fascinating. And it makes sense because certainly if we talked about sales leaders or technical leaders or accounting leaders, anyone in any other part of the organization, we would expect, yes, you need to know how to write software or you need to know how to do accounting. But when you rise up in the organization to actually be management and start to inform the chief, uh, you know, the, the C-suite level, mm -hmm. it's not about the technical skills. It's about how well you can lead. So it makes sense that that's, um, that's relevant for marketers yeah. as well. Um, but, yeah. but a little bit frustrating that only 44% of them had a good career. So the other, uh, other 56 are not happy. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. But now if you think about it, right, I mean, actually marketing is a really difficult job, right? I mean, not the technical marketing, but if you, if you think about this, right, and by the way, that explains also why you need to learn those skills, because when I tell you what's difficult, you will immediately see why people aren't born with those skills, right? Right. So here's the number one issue, right? You have, as a marketer, you always have a trust issue, the trust gap, as we call it. Think about it. All the stuff we're doing or marketers are doing, most of it, what they're doing is about the future, future revenue, future customer behavior, future right. brand this, future here and there. Now, if someone com comes to you and says, you know, I know the future, right? 
I mean, what will you say? You will say, well, you know, maybe you do, maybe you don't, right? So the issue is that next to someone from finance, right, someone yeah. in marketing would always look a little bit, you know, shady, you know, like it's not <laughs> like, I mean, you can't trust them as much, right? And that's an intrinsic, that trust issue will always be there, no matter what you do as a marketer. But there's a second issue, which is a reporting, a power issue. Just imagine, right, a company had a really great customer experience, right, the best service or experience you can imagine, like take an airline or any company. How many people will have to join in to make that happen? Many. Yeah, people across and how the many entire of those organization, work in marketing? sure. Yeah. Yeah, and how many of those report to marketing? Very few. Very few, yeah, absolutely. So there we are. Right. And that issue, that gap is huge and leading in a space. And then we don't need to talk about marketing skills and digital, everything that's coming up every single day. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. Now, if you think about that, it's a difficult job. That's why you got to learn very specific skills to to really win as a marketer. And there's the good news is you can learn them. And it's not just a story I tell. It's really based on on pretty hard research. That's good to know. But I want to go back to this um, only 44% are having a good career. Mm. And so, I mean, marketers' careers are stalling. And obviously that's mm. bad news for us who are marketers. But isn't it mm. bad news for the companies they work for too? Well, totally. If you think about it, right, in the U.S., CMO tenure in a, in a recent survey has again gone down. Yeah? So. Yep. The CMO has always been the one that got fired before the yeah. other guys, right? Low tenure, and it's going down again. Now, think about this. As a CMO, as a marketer, everybody who's a marketer, they think about their market. They think about customers. They have ideas, right? And if they fail and leave the company, they take many of those ideas with them. Those ideas leave the organization, and it's a pity. And most marketers are very talented when it comes to understanding customers. They may not be able to make the case well, and that is that is lost. So every company, every CEO wants their company to be customer focused, no matter how tough they are. That's right. they're all saying that. So yeah, you gotta have a jo- we have a joint responsibility as company and marketers to be successful. Wow. So uh, let's talk a little about the, the skills that marketers need to be successful. It's because the technical skills are one thing, but you're talking about leadership skills, which makes sense. But how is uh, how are marketing leadership skills different from the type of leadership skills that are necessary in other functional areas like technical or, you know, sales, accounting, legal, whatever? What makes marketing mm-hmm. leadership skills different? So I'd like to come back. Uh, this, is a, this is a great question. I'd like to come back to the to the gaps I explained earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So marketers have a specific challenge to build more trust than other people. Yeah? In finance, people trust that you do your numbers right. But in marketing, you have the future. The reporting gap is, is big, the power gap, right? So, And when we then looked at the actual leadership skills, we found that if you think about four areas, the first one is leading your team, right? Yes. Marketers need to do this well, of course. It's it's important, right? Building the skills and doing all these things right. Also leading yourself. So having a vision, being clear about what your strengths are, you know, being clear about what you're actually trying to achieve. Very important for marketers, like for everybody. And by the way, if you take any leadership book today, right, they're either talking about leading yourself or about leading teams. That's typically leadership theory. Yeah? Um, now, marketers have to be developing particular skills to lead to other very important groups of people. 
One is their boss. Yep. Think about the trust gap, right? You need to yep. develop specific skills to build that trust and actually shape the agenda. Your boss, your CEO may not have the right answer. And mm-hmm. you as a marketer need to be able to shape that and have that dialogue. And that's a very particular skill set. But secondly, also your peers. Um, yep. So basically sideways. You know, you, how do you mobilize people across the organization that don't report to you to do the right thing? And those are leadership skills, mobilizing your boss and those mobilizing your peers that are distinctly different from what many other leaders need. Now, you could argue that in a matrix world, uh, everybody could do with a bit of those skills, but marketers need them very, very strongly. And that is the big difference to other leaders, mobilizing up and mobilizing sideways, boss and peers. So, Thomas, one of the things you talk about in your book is the value creation zone. And why, what is that, and why is it so important to marketer success? That's a great question. Thank you for, for asking this. And it's, um, now, let's think about the trust gap again, right? You as a marketer need mm-hmm. to build trust with your boss because that's the way you can mobilize the agenda. Now, many marketers, and me included, by the way, um, think and thought a lot about what's important for customers, so you go to the best marketers and they'll tell you, right, in my customer groups, right, here's issue number one, issue number two, customers need this, want this, require this. Marketers are really, really good at this. Now, if that's all you're doing, um, there's a big chance you'll fail because you're missing another very important target group, which is your CEO, your general manager, your actual company, because there are very important needs too. For example, just a marketing manager complained to me recently saying my advertising budget got cut because she works for the telecoms company and she acquires customers. It's very important for her because she believes that people need to know about their brand. I talked to the CEO and the CEO said, look, our future is all about retention. I believe we need to retain people and get more out of our existing customers. So the CEO has a different perspective on what's important than what the marketer thinks matters in the market. So there are two sets of needs. There is the need of the market and there is the need of the organization. And only when marketers are creating the overlap of those two needs. Just imagine they're like big circles, right? And you're going to put the put the needs of customers left and uh, of the CEO to the right, and you push them together and see where's the overlap. And the little zone that you create then, that's what we call the value creation zone. That is where, A, you as a marketer create the largest value for the market and the organization, but also where you have most of the power. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, And I talk about in my book, I talk about noise. And there's noise that kind of gets in the way of us reaching our customers because of competition and it's what everything else that your potential customers are doing. But then there's static, and static is when you get in the way of your uh, your own organization. You can't even get the message out of your organization because you're not in alignment with your executives or your your sales teams or other leaders in the organization. So I think it's when you get rid of the static and the noise, then you can create that value creation zone. So I agree. Sense. In a way, you have to always be, be above the noise in your own organization, right? Because there are many people fighting for attention. And you've got to raise that as yeah. a marketer internally. And to be honest, we always think about the market so much, and we sometimes just ignore the organization. It happens a lot. And it does. Something yeah. we as marketers can actually fix because we know how to do target group marketing. We just got to do right. it internally. 
Apparently, we just don't bother. <laughs> so, um, so given where we are in today's business environment, what do you think is, is kind of the most important thing that we, that we can have people take away from this book? Um, well, the first is um, the every marketer has a responsibility to raise the voice of marketing in the organization yeah. because, you know, what does a company do is, you know, innovate a product, find a customer, right? And we are smack in that space. And if we are good and if we are influential, our company will grow. I mean, plus we'll have great careers. So it's almost like a no-brainer. We got to do this. The second thing is there's a big uh, drive right now to get more and more detailed uh, marketing skills because of all the digital thing. And that's fine, but we got to step up our leadership skills because those will make us successful. Those make the big difference and we can learn them. And I think that is really uh, the challenge we currently have is to go deep in digital, yes, we, selectively, but keep the overview and actually become leaders that step up and, and drive the agenda. I think that's crucial for us. Otherwise, we get lost in digital and we may be replaced by, you know, chief revenue officers and, and chief digital officers. These are all important jobs, but right. marketing is the core function of the organization. And we got to defend that space and make it larger again. That's great. That's wonderful to know. And and this is fascinating. We could talk all day about this, but um, you know, I, I think this is wonderful. If people want to find out more about the book, which is The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader, How to Succeed by Building Customer and Company Value, where would they go, Thomas? Um, so a very easy way to, to do this is to go to marketingleader.org. It's a simple website, okay. but what we have done on there is there's a quiz. Uh, and you can actually, we have put them, some of the most important questions up and people can ch just check if they get the answers right. There is also a leadership uh, test. It gives you the profile of how, you, how your leadership preferences are as a marketer. And of course, there's insights on the book, which uh, I do hope a lot of people will buy. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. So again, we've been talking to Thomas Barta, the author of The 12 Powers of a Marketing Leader. And thank you, Thomas, for being with us today. Thank you very much for having me. Appreciate it. Okay. This is Linda Popke. Until next time, thank you for listening to Marketing Thought Leadership. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by Leverage 2 Market Associates. If you'd like to find out how powerful marketing results can transform your organization, contact us at www.leverage2market.com.